0: No game recap today with an off day yesterday. So we're going to look ahead and talk about the 2024 Detroit Tigers. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All righty. Well, like I said, Tigers had an off day yesterday, so there is no game recap. And so that gave us some flexibility of what we wanted to talk about on today's show. And, you know, part of me wanted to do a mailbag, but I feel like, well, I know that we're going to do a mailbag probably like the second the season ends. You know, we'll do our Game 162 recap, then our season recap, then you know, some more like evergreen, like winners and losers of the season, good things, bad things that happen, etc. cetera. Uh, we'll do the Miguel Cabrera send off stuff. And then like a mailbag will be mixed into one of the first episodes after the season ends. So uh, I didn't want to jump the gun on that and then not have it at the end of the year. So we're going to hold off on that for a couple more weeks till we get to the beginning of October. And, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, probably even a month ago by now, Ah, uh, we did an episode where I talked about the players who had the most and the least to play for the remainder of the year, right? And, and the players that who you should be paying attention to the most the remainder of the season. And I think that this is kind of a different perspective and angle on that, where it is, but it's also broader. And I, I think the timing of doing it now, is fascinating because we will also talk obviously plenty over the entire winter, right? This show doesn't stop when the season stops. So, uh, the entire winter, we will be the most of the content will be about the 2024 Tigers. And I, I'm very interested in just looking back for myself, even about how much my opinion of what the Tigers need going into 2024 is going to change and if anybody in these last two or three weeks in the season can kind of throw a wrench into my current plans, uh, you know, uh, on September 12th uh, about what I envision the future of this team looking like next season. Okay. So that's why I think the timing of doing this while games are still being played is actually kind of the, the way I want to do it in a, in a pretty fascinating approach to it. So that's what we're going to do today we'll just break down each positional group and and talk about who is kind of set in stone there next year who is going to be on the team next year who's in the mix obviously we have some prospects to talk about uh we'll talk about free agent opportunities we're not going to talk about individual names yet but I, i think bringing up like oh a free agent could be plugged in at this position again is is a pretty fascinating conversation to have in september of, uh, of 2023 when talking about 2024 so let's kick it off with talking about I don't want to do it like expectations or anything like that right like I, I think it's it's super early and unfair honestly to talk about like what this team is going to be in 2024 before 2023 ends we have no idea what what moves the team is going to make this offseason etc we'll talk about on there, I'm not insulting anyone's math skills if you're watching on YouTube by putting how to add question mark on the itinerary. I think we all know how to add for the most part. I I you know sometimes maybe up in question, but um how to add players is going to be how we end the show. Um, so let's just start with the rotation. I think that the rotation is a is a very, very interesting place to start. Like right now on this team. You have it's Erod, then like Reese Olson, Tarek Skubel's obviously back, and then like Sawyer Gibson Long for the remainder of the season, I guess, and then like uh, Alex Fiedo, Joey Wentz, kind of combo piggyback start bullpen day kind of thing going on as the fifth day starter. And again, there's only a few weeks left. Not not the end of the world. Whatever. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll patch their way through the end of the season. But when talking about a concrete 2024 plan, I think this is very up in the air. Like, Erod, not a guarantee next year. Okay? Uh, Tarek Skubal, probably going to be in this rotation next year. Now, we'll talk about the trade possibility this offseason. That is... As much as people get mad and, and get the pitchforks out and get upset whenever I bring it up, um, it, it's it's a it's a possibility. It's not likely. I'm not you know saying to go to Fanduel and 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 put anything on it. Like I, it, I it's 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 unlikely, but it's not impossible. And again, we'll talk about that in the in the how to add talent thing at the end of the show. But um, but we'll say Scooble. Sure, we don't want to trade him. Fine, Scooble can be in there. Then Matt Manning hurt twice this year, not an arm injury, so that's good. But like, certainly no guarantee he makes it through the winter either. He's going to be guy a guy that's talked about in trade rumors, whether those happen or not. Like, not not a guarantee. Reese Olson, uh, I think, has at least earned the discussion of that. But I also am not going to hold my breath for Reese Olson to go out in twenty twenty four and be a three-rotation starter in his first full season in the majors, and give a lot of innings. And that's the main point I want to drive home here. This rotation desperately still needs innings. You know, I I see all the time on the, uh, I used to call it the bird app, and I guess I can't anymore, the X app. Whatever whatever you fun nickname you want to give the letter X. Um, All the time, you know, people try to, predict the rotation and they're like oh like you know what about these five names or what are what if it's these five names it's so fluid dog like you you can't you almost can't do that you know the the days of of 20 i know we all want to because 2014 was awesome and we could pencil in four foresight young winners and an era title holder as as our five starting pitchers all year and they both gave you they all five of them rather gave you 30 starts and that was cool but like There is not that does not exist on this baseball team that does not exist too much more in all of baseball, but specifically even if we're you know we get out of the philosophical conversation around how possible is that even in this current iteration of the Detroit Tigers the 2023 slash 2024 Tigers that does not even remotely close to exist go look at how many innings each of these pitchers have given the Detroit Tigers, or wherever team they've played for, et cetera, most of them are, are homegrown or, or at least debuted with the Tigers. Go look at how many innings they've logged in their major league careers so far. Like, and this is a, part, a point that, that Mark Golrash has brought up several times. Like, the, the, Eduardo Rodriguez is the only person in this rotation you have penciled in next year that's even given you 150 innings, not 200, not 180. That is only he's the only person that's even eclipsed 150, and he's not even a guarantee to be here next year. So I I, I can get behind like oh, like have, haven't you been impressed with Reese Olson? Yeah, like uh, for sure. I, I'm not I'm certainly am not denying that he's been a huge revelation. I just drooled over him yesterday. But like the 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 premise of like oh we're just gonna pencil in Reese olsen we're just gonna pencil in Sawyer Gibson Long, we're just gonna pencil in Casey Mize coming off of Tommy John. How'd that work out for Spencer Turnbull? And like Turnbull didn't, you know, performance has, has certainly not helped him either, but like the, the, he, he got hurt again, right? Tarek Skubal like has had a lot of injuries, serious arm injuries, like serious arm injuries in his career. Matt Manning, they were flukes. They're not arm injuries that it's nice, but like, he hasn't given you a, a full season yet. Like it's just, that's relying very heavily on a lot of players who have yet to do that. Not one of them. It's not, I'm not even talking about like, Oh, one of five, one of four, like none of them have given you even 150 before. So I think that this off season, we'll get it. Well, I'll finish my thought on the other side of the break here, but I think you're going to have to add, you're going to have to add starting pitching. I think you, you have to, you can't just roll in with what you have now. Okay. Like I said, I'll finish this thought right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are just around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your payout on in cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never never been more exciting, and than it is now. And you have players like Ron Acuna Jr., who's going for a 4070 at the moment. He's like five and five and four away. With three weeks left, pretty exciting stuff. Mookie Betts, obviously, in the, in the MVP mix in the NL. Shohei Otani, pretty much a slam dunk to win MVP in the AL. And so many more. So you can pick more or less on stats for those players, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, for up to 100 times your payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code ON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use. For details. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow, recapping Game One against the Cincinnati Reds. We'll preview that game, a series rather, uh, at the end of the show. So, uh, talk. Just finishing my thought on this rotation. I uh, again, I don't want to deter people from the promise that we've seen from these pitchers and like Scoobles looked great. He's obviously going to be penciled in to be part of the rotation next year. I'm not saying you you can't do that. I'm just saying you have to go out and, and find innings somewhere still. Uh, I promise you, if you just go in with what you have now, you will not make it through the year. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. So, um, th- and there's some decent starters. Uh, we'll talk about the free agent market later, but the offensive, free agent market is, is, I mean, we can just call it what it is. It's bad. It, it's not good. um and, and so to the people that are like holding their breath and, and hoping for uh, some off season, like big bat acquisition via free agency, you, you're probably going to have to wait another year. At least. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this winter, but on the pitching side, there's a few, uh, you know, like Blake Snell is scheduled to be a free agent. Now, if you're talking innings, Blake Snell is not exactly the epitome of an innings eater, Um, so I'm not sure how much good that does you, but obviously he's going to be in consideration for the Cy Young. He's a premier pitcher. Uh, if if they want to fork over the money for that, I'm not going to complain. Uh, and then you have Nola who Aaron Nola, who has certainly not had a, 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 like typical Aaron Nola year, but, uh, is also again, like one of the, at his best, one of the better pitchers in the NL and has eaten innings before in his career. So, and there's a few more names on there. Again, we'll talk about that more in the off season, but I think you have to go out and honestly, like I, I would get multiple. Uh, I wouldn't stop at one. I, I think you probably need multiple starting pitching free agents, even if they're just one year guys, like what Michael Lorenzen was, heck, you can get Michael Lorenzen back for all I care. I'm not against that. He's going to be a free agent again. He was great. You can sell him on the same spiel. <laughs> Hey man, if we're good, we'll hold on to you. You can stay pitching here. If we're not, then we'll trade you to a contender again at, at the traded line. Like uh, you, you can do that again, and you can certainly do that with other pitchers on one-year deals as well. So I want to start there. Like that's that's kind of a foundational thing. Like the starting rotation, I, I think, is nowhere near where it needs to be. Uh, and again, like Mize will be on there on opening day, assuming health. Tarek Skubal will be there. Erod again. We're going to have to save that full conversation for the offseason. Cause I could talk about that entire situation for half an hour, but I don't think it's a guarantee that he's back. And I think that there is a price that it becomes too much money and you don't just want to like double down on your mistake, but I'm very open to bringing Erod back. He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Uh, and, and I think he's a very professional and smart pitcher. So like, that's like a, a half of a, of a pitcher. Like maybe, maybe not Reese Olson. Sure. But hasn't given you a ton of innings. We don't know how much he's going to hold up and, Uh, you know, he's been better lately, but like the overall numbers on the season are still like, there's been a lot of adjustments. Sir Gibson long looked great. I'm as big a fan of his as any, but he's made one major league start. Like, you know what I mean? There's just a lot that's up to, that's up for grabs. I think you need to sign at least two starting pitchers this off season. And if they brought in three, I would celebrate it and then not be mad about it at all. Okay. So you, you, you have a lot to address there. And I guess if they re-signed Erod, that would kind of count as like, uh, you know, signing a free, a free agent pitcher. Cause I'm not really like fully including him in yet. So I guess that counts uh, two more uh, free agents that aren't on the team currently. We'll put it that way. Um, let's talk about the bullpen then kind of natural transition there. Just talk about the whole pitching staff. Um, a couple interesting things to go over with the bullpen. One, Tyler Alexander has been hurt all year. You'll get him back. Uh, Mason Inglert, I I don't think you can pencil in. I I think Mason Inglert will probably be similar to what Ronnie Rodriguez was in the sense that they took him in the Rule 5. They toughed it out for a year even though he took his lumps. Obviously, he got hurt now. And then next year, they don't have the rules anymore. He's filled his contractual Rule Five obligations. And next season, they can put him in the minor leagues. And, and it's not like, oh, he has to clear waivers or Texas can take him back or whatever. So uh, I, I think that they might do that. I certainly don't think that we should be penciling in Mason Ingler to be in the opening day bullpen. Obviously, spring training will have a large part to do in that. But really, the only like guarantees right now, I think, are Lang and Foley. Like, I and and Holton, I I guess. Like, this isn't uh, a bullpen that, even though they've gotten some nice production from some guys, like, this isn't a bullpen that's super deep, A, uh, and B, that has a lot of, like, long-term pieces in it. Like, you you have, going into the season, you had two guys that you thought were long-term pieces, and, like, you added one in Tyler Holton. He'll be in this bullpen next year, I can almost assure you. But like, and there's still like there's trade talks around Foley and Lang. Like, oh my goodness, if if I could have shown the world my mentions and and DMs and whatnot around the trade deadline, goodness gravy! I swear, every single day or every other day, I was being asked about you know like the trade possibility of Foley and Lang, and that's just gonna rear its ugly head again when we get to to the winter, and and that's a conversation that needs to be had for sure. In the same breath that you know we talk about the future of Scooble and Manning and whatnot like those guys are are certainly in that conversation as well Um, but they have a lot of years of control left I think the safer side would be for them to be a part of this pen and then you have a lot of of question marks right Tyler Alexander for another year I think Alex Fiedo. I am fairly confident that he is going to be on the opening day roster as a pure reliever and none of this more like oh you're going to start sometimes crap Just pure relief pitcher on Opening Day next year, which I'm very much looking forward to, Um, and like that, like again, not saying that some of these guys can't work their way into that conversation or aren't going to be back. I'm not saying that's a hard cutoff, but as far as the guarantees go, that's pretty much where it ends. Uh, Will Vest could could not, we don't know. Joey Wentz uh, definitely not going to you know, put any money on that. But like, I guess that's in the realm of possibility. Uh, Miguel Diaz, certainly not a guarantee. Tyler Alexander, again, like every year, he's kind of a 50-50 ball on whether he comes back or not. Jose Cisnero, no. Brennan White, uh, I mean, just got demoted during September uh, for Jose Cisnero, which makes zero sense to me. But like, the point is far from a guarantee. Trey Wingenter, far from a guarantee. Like, and there's really not a ton of relievers that are like waiting in the minors either. Uh, I just I was a guest on um, the Tigers minor league report with uh, with Rogelio and like we had talked like there's really no there's really no relievers or even starters for that matter that are like really waiting in the wings to like work their way into the conversation next year that we haven't already seen so I I think that it might be kind of in the Tigers bench best interest to look in the relief pitching market as well and this is something that was not on my radar until uh, again i I don't I was a guest on Days of Roar, which is uh, a Tigers weekly show that's um that is uh hosted by the free by the Detroit Free Press. Evan Petzold and Mark Gorash doing a fantastic job over there. Evan's getting married this weekend. Congrats to Evan so I was uh with Mark on the show and it's something that we talked about as well like he brought up it's probably. Uh, in the tiger's best interest to look for a high leverage reliever like the you know alex lang has certain has proven to be kind of shaky at best jason foley fine that's like one guy tyler holton like sure that's like he's been good but like it 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 certainly wouldn't i I don't think anyone would be against adding a high leverage reliever so i think that that was a really good point that mark made and and i honestly I, i i can't disagree with it so I think that that's probably in their best interest, maybe even a couple relievers, right? Like, I, again, like I just listed off all the names and no one's really like waiting in the wings in the minors. So uh, I, I think that it, it's probably not a bad idea to add a, uh, add maybe even a couple bullpen arms. Um, that being said, I do have just immense and probably like admitted blind faith in our pitching, like coaching staff in Feder Nieves and Lund. Where, like, whatever we go into the season with next year, I'm going to be, not that they're going to be, like, you know, guaranteed top 10 bullpen in baseball or whatever. Like, you still need talent. But I'm going to have some hope that they're going to piece together a, a, a somewhat uh, serviceable bullpen next year, kind of no matter who's back there. So, unless they just, like, trade away literally everybody, which I doubt. Okay, let's get into the uh, the meat and potatoes here. We got to talk about the offense and then a little bit of defense will kind of be mixed in in that conversation as well we'll do that right after i tell y'all about our friends over at game time game time is the best you can forget planning months in advance and get deals on tickets right up to the day of the event you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and so much more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price, and if you can find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps on your phone and you're all set, and they're sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your purse or your wallet or your email to find your tickets. Very simple, very easy. So download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right everybody welcome back here third and final segment of locked on tigers appreciate you all for tuning in be sure to check out the tigers home radio broadcast on the Sirius xm app just search detroit tigers the next thing you know Straight from the Sirius XM app, you can be looking and listening to, rather, the Detroit Tigers home radio broadcast. So, let's talk about this offense. We can just go around the diamond, honestly, really quickly. Um, I, I think that Torkelson is your first baseman. I know there's still some some haters out there. Whether you like it or not, he's going to be the opening day first baseman. There's really no conversation around that. Uh, he, he will be the opening day starting first baseman. Second base. Complete black hole. Like, I, I, there is no guarantee on, on anybody currently in the organization to play second base this year. We'll get into that a little bit later. Shortstop, again, whether you like it or not, it's going to be Javi Baez. He is not opting out of this contract, okay? I, people like get mad at me when I say that as if like, I gave him the contract or I have control over whether he opts in or opts out. All I know is that if 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 i would had a 570 ops and someone still i could you know sign a piece of paper and someone would still pay me 20 over 20 million dollars aav I, most major league baseball players if not all are going to do that so like he's going to be here plan accordingly okay so he's going to be the shortstop um and he's going to be the shortstop too because for as much as we can talk about how poor of a, of a hitter. He is, that's all objectively true. He has been one of the best defensive shortstops in the entire game of baseball this year. So he will be the opening day shortstop for the Tigers next year. Um, third base again, huge question marks. It's not a complete black hole. I don't think like second base is. there's some players that are waiting in the wings that have experience at third. Uh, but we certainly don't know. And I don't think have, I've said this a few times, very publicly over the last month, I don't think that 2024 opening day third baseman of the Tigers is currently on the major league roster outfield center field. I think it's safe to say Parker Meadows. Now, if you want to bring in someone who is maybe a fourth outfielder that you trust to play center field, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but you also have Matt Vierling. And I think that he fits that mold kind of well. So I think center field, I'm, again, this could change, but I'm fairly confident that Parker Meadows is going to be the center fielder for the Detroit Tigers next year, which means I'm very confident that Riley Green will be in one of the corners, which leaves the other corner. Kerry Carpenter is certainly going to play there. Uh, He's still not great defensively, but he's been a lot better than he was earlier in the season. Certainly a lot better than he was earlier in the season. Justin Henry Malloy, not a third baseman. Uh, if, If you pencil him in as a corner outfielder, that gives you, like, him and Carpenter can maybe split time a little bit out there. Um, but I, I'm not going to, like, hardcore pencil in, right, or, or write it with Sharpie that, like, a dude that hasn't played Major League Baseball yet and isn't even going to be a September call-up is going to get legitimate playing time next year. Like, that's still a big question mark for me. Free agent, you could add a corner outfielder. Uh, I know that, like, Raj is a huge fan of bringing in Tyler O'Neill. Not against it. You'd have to trade, obviously. There's some possibilities there. but uh, And then catcher is Jake Rogers and either Carson Kelly or a free agent. Whatever they end up doing, fine. Uh, Carson Kelly has handled the staff pretty well. He's been pretty good defensively. Why not? So that's where you're looking defensively, right? And, and I guess, you know, sub- subsequently offensively as well. Um, and when you look at this lineup, I think that there's a possibility of adding, well, there's certainly a possibility of adding anyone. It would be in the Tigers' best interest to add more power. Um, and however they do that, if they want to find a power-hitting third baseman, be my guest. If they want to add a corner outfielder that hits pow- for power, that's more of a kind of common profile, be my guest. Um But when looking at, like, who is going to fill those three positions specifically next year, the third baseman free agent market is not fruitful. You have Matt Chapman at the top. I know a lot of people just want Matt Chapman because he's going to be the highest – he's, like, the best third baseman on the market – Look, if I got a notification tomorrow that the Tigers were, like, going to go all in on Matt Chapman, would I be upset? No. Okay? I'm not trying to, like, not sell you on Matt Chapman, but Matt Chapman's value comes almost exclusively from his defense. And am I going to be pumped that we have an elite defensive third baseman and an elite defensive shortstop? Absolutely. That's awesome. That's a fantastic left side of the infield. But when when we're paying him – 20 plus million, you know, 22, 23 million dollars a year, and he has a 750 OPS. We need to not get mad at that because everybody knew what we were signing up for. Right? So, like, I I I, I like look at Matt Chapman's offensive stats since like June. Like, he got off to that crazy start where in April and the first half of May, he was like the best player in baseball. Since then. He's been like a league average-ish hitter. And there was even a four-week stretch there where he was well worse than league average hitter. So, like, that, it fixes third base. I'm not trying to say it doesn't, but it doesn't, like, really help your lineup as much as people might expect a $22, $23 million-a-year player to fix their lineup. Like he, on a good team, Matt Chapman is not batting one, two, three, or four, right? So uh, again, not trying to like deter people, not trying to scare people, but uh, it, that's not like a huge offensive, purely offensive fix, especially if you get him for four or five years. There's some question marks around that Jamer Candelario. Uh, if you want to right a wrong, I, I guess you could bring him back, um, I, that like doesn't happen in baseball I, I think that bridge is kind of burned I, I don't expect them to be in on Jamer Candelario I think we're gonna have to find our, our third baseman elsewhere okay also don't think Jamer is gonna get like a four or five year deal if I'm wrong about that fine I've been wrong about Jamer already so like I'll just you know keep adding it to the tab but like I, I don't expect him to get a super long-term deal either so Then, like, Max Muncy, like, I guess, like, he's kind of... He might have even gotten extended. I'll have to look. But, like, it's not that prevalent. Really, any position. There's not a ton of offensive uh, options out there in the free agent market. So, Colt Keith, I'm down. I'm down. Why is he not here right now, then? Makes me upset. If you think he's going to be the third baseman next year, he should probably be getting called up in September this year. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I... Yeah, that doesn't make a lick of sense to me, but whatever. We're focusing on 2024. Colt Keith, let's put him at third. He's going to be a below average defender. He's going to give you negative OAA. Hopefully he hits decently well. We can figure out uh, if Colt Keith is going to be a long-term option at third or not next year. Next year can be the trial run. Okay, well, if Colt Keith's playing third, then he's not playing second. Jace Young, as great of a year as he's had, it, it, you know, he hasn't played in A yet. He's not going to be your opening day second baseman. Andy Ibanez is not a long-term piece. Zach McKinstry, Zach Short, you know, go down the list of all the 4A utility players we have on this roster currently. None of them are going to be penciled in as like the opening day starting second baseman. So again, you can go out and get a free agent there. Or you can start looking at like, oh, like Justin Henry Malloy, third, cold, Keith, second. Again, Justin Henry Malloy has has significant struggles at third base defensively. Um, I, I don't think the Tigers are going to do that, personally. So, you got to bring in at least one of those two positions. And whichever one you don't bring in, then Colt Keith can, I guess, play the other. Or we just have no faith in Colt Keith, and we have to address both of those positions at the major league level. The only thing this team really doesn't need is utility players. My goodness, that would be if I came on here and I said I wanted the Tigers to get a utility player this offseason. That'd be like if I was the host of Locked On Braves and I said that I wanted more homers. Like that. I mean, that that's the one thing. Goodness gravy, this team does not need is uh, is more utility players. So at worst, you're going to be in a position where the Tigers don't add a lot of free agents. And you're going to have multiple dudes that are playing multiple positions. They're going to have to piece their way through the year again, like they did this year. How to add players. I've just been bashing on this free agent class all episode, and we will go much more in depth, much again. It's a long off season. If if you've been a listener of this show for a while, you're aware. If you were a listener last winter, you're like, we, we have plenty of time to discuss all of the intricacies and ins of outs and ins and outs of every single player who's going to be a free agent this winter and if they're a fit for the Tigers. Um, They could certainly upgrade at a lot of positions, okay? For as bad as this free agent class is, there's still plenty of dudes that if they signed them, I'd look at and go, it's probably an upgrade over what we have, okay? So still plenty of opportunities to add in free agency, but the high-end talent really isn't there unless they're going to get Otani, which they're not. So... I'm declaring right now, you must, and I don't use terminology like this often, okay, but I feel very passionately about this one. I will lead the charge on this if I need to. You must make trades. You must. You must, you must, you must. I don't care if you are trading, starting pitching for bats, right? It, it, we, we'll have the Matt Manning conversation more in depth in the offseason. We'll have the Tarek Skubal conversation more in the offseason. Um, or if you're trading one of the relievers, right? Jason Foley, Alex Lang. Or if you are trading, honestly, some prospects. You have a lot of prospects that long-term project to be second baseman, Or even some guys that project to be just no defensive position, Right? And you're like, well, I, I don't want a prospect to be a DH, right? I don't want you to get called up to the majors and like, oh, you're just going to be the DH. That That's not good value. That's not in the best interest of anybody, any organization out there. Unless you're going to hit, you know, for a 950 OPS. So like, I, if you want to trade some of those prospects, do, you know, the lost art. I said this last winter, there's a lost art of the prospect for prospects trade. I'm down to do that trade some of their guys where we have a log gym. We have a billion million trillion quadrillion trillion left-handed outfielders. Trade some of them. Right? Trade them. You know how, how how much other teams like there's always a spot on a on a 40-man roster at a minimum for a lefty outfielder. We have some imaginary number I just made up two seconds ago. Amount of them. Be aggressive. Uh, we we have to. I, I'm so passionate about this. We have to make probably multiple trades this off season. Because it, this this thing is not getting fixed overnight with just the 2024 free agent class. I promise you, it's not. It's impossible, really. And as much as I love the prospects that we have getting called up I'm excited about I'm as excited about Colt Keith as anybody. I want Malloy here more than anybody, right? But we you cannot just put all of your cookies in that jar. You cannot just rely on a bunch of rookies, right? Parker Meadows is going to be rookie eligible next year. Uh, and then like those two guys I just named. Like you can't just rely on a third or a, or half of your lineup to be rookies and expect all of them to do well. That's never happened ever. Baseball is too difficult of a sport. It's too unpredictable of a sport. That That's just not going to happen. So you need to bring in talent that can hit the baseball. You need to. You need to fill these holes that we have just laid out, and you need to do that by being savvy with some trades. It is a must. It is a requirement to bring in talent this offseason. Like I said, once we get to the offseason, we'll talk a lot more in depth about that. But uh, I just want to get ahead of that curve now and kind of voice my my very passionate opinion on that, that angle of this offseason especially. And that brings us right to present day where like those players remainder of the season who might be in consideration positional groups or pitching groups that might be in, in consideration to be traded. How they do the rest of the year is obviously very beneficial to you and I as fans and to this front office who may use them as trade pieces. Trade some prospects, man. Don't be afraid. Trade some dudes with team control. Don't be afraid. But you need young, controllable bats in return. And there's like three positions specifically that you desperately need them to be able to play. Go figure it out. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Uh, the Reds are going to be a fun series, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, the Reds are playing pretty fun baseball. This is a home series, so naturally we'll get swept because this team is awful at home, um, unless they're playing an AL Central opponent. Uh, there is no pitching matchups announced yet. I'm recording this Monday night. Like, Monday night football is about to start and i we still have zero pitching matchups announced for either team for this entire series. I'm pretty sure Erod is slated to go at some point. I don't think he's pitched in a few days, so i think you'll see him probably. Um maybe like school pitched on Saturday, so maybe he gets the Thursday day game. Um but like you still have that one spot in the rotation that's just like kind of empty. So We'll see what ends up happening. The off day on Monday is obviously going to help them a lot in that. Um, But, yeah, you know, the Reds are – this is important games for the Reds. If you want to be, you know, like this game is meaningless for the Tigers, well, A, it doesn't for a lot of the players. But, B, you can play spoiler. You can play spoiler in a big, big way. The Reds are – the nationally wild card is absolutely electric. You know, goodness, let's look at that NL wild card race really quickly. I promise I'll get you out of here in a sec. So, between the second wild card spot and of now three, so the second wild card spot through the third best team not in the wild card picture, which is in fact the Cincinnati Reds. So, that's five teams fighting for two wild card spots, and they're all separated by three and a half games. That is September baseball, baby. It's a good day to have MLB TV because golly, some fun ball is going to be played down the stretch as that's basically playoff baseball before playoff baseball. And the Tigers get to be a small part of it. Playing a team that needs to win every game from here on out. Some very A very fun young team, the Cincinnati Reds have been this year, um, and we're playing them at home. So take care of business, play some spoiler, make, some, make, make, make a Marlins fan happy this week and win some ball games. All right. I'll catch you all tomorrow. We'll recap game one then. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll see you all then, baby. Go Tigers.